If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. International Horse College's motto is People Safety and Horse Welfare, and you'll find this message throughout our chats. Registered Training Organisation number 31352. Today, we're going to introduce you to Jane Hemingway Moore. Now, Jane is an equine facilitated learning coach. She's going to talk to us quite a lot about that, and she's going to talk to us about the difference between an equine facilitated learning coach and talk about equine therapy and psychologists and what the differences are there. But I'm looking forward to talking to her about this because there's quite a lot of research done into equine facilitated learning, and and it's great to have someone here that can guide us through that maze of um, information. How are you today, Jane? I'm very well, thank you, Glynis. Thanks for having me on your podcast. That's okay, Jane. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you as well. Yeah. Now, Jane, normally we start off with a favourite quote. It gets everyone to know you a little bit better. What have you got for us? Uh, Well, my very favourite quote is, when you can choose anything, uh, when you can choose to be anything, choose kind. I think that that's my very favourite quote of all time. I think that's one that could be used in a lot of situations, and if it had been used in a lot of situations, it might have um, stopped a few world wars as well. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Mm. That's the way Mm. I feel about it. I think, you know, there's another one that says, you know, you don't speak, you know, if it's not kind and not necessary, and then, then, you know, why say it? Think before you speak sort of thing. So. Exactly right. That's the sentiment that I like. Sometimes <laughs> kind is better than 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 doing right. the right. That's, That's right. The right yes, thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. What's the yeah. kind thing to do here? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now, Jane, I know we're going to talk a lot about equine facilitated learning, which is your specialty. Yeah. Normally, we talk about how people started with horses, but how did you start with the equine facilitated learning? What brought you to that area within the horse industry? Well, it is obviously intertwined with my um, love and passion for horses and uh, where I started with horses, but um, I've been in this field for um, over three years now, and the way it started for me was um, I had finally had a dream come true and moved to a property where I could live with my own horses, and um, I also had other people's horses boarding um, at my property, and I I just could see the effect that these animals have on people, even people who weren't what we'd call horsey people. So, you know, for example, we'd have people um, bringing their kids here to ride or something, and they may be even uh, even frightened or whatever. And over time, I saw how their horses affected these people, where coming here became their happy place rather than mm. anything else. So um, it was just that special effect that horses can have on absolutely everybody, whether you're horsey or not. Yes, I think many of us have experienced that. Yeah. What made it though? You know, you've sort of gone into the specialty. I suppose, were you already teaching before that or not? How did that come about? Well, no, with this specialty, it was more that 
I, I could see more to horses than just the riding. And don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. I'm a rider myself, yep. and I love riding horses. I really do. It's uh, another passion of mine. But I could just see that there was so much more that horses could give yes. to people. And I wanted to share this kind of insight that I felt I had with a with a broader community. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was hard to find a way to do that because – Growing up, I was always the little girl who just loved all animals, especially horses and dogs yes. and things like that. And as my dad would say, I would say, dogs are people too, you know, if he yep. wanted to say yep. anything, because I felt that they just, you know, we just relate to animals like that. So just being able to bring this insight to a broader community, it really got me thinking and seeing how I could do that on a in a way that would actually appeal to people who may not have thought of this avenue before to mm, kind of mm. reflect on themselves as well. So thinking about the type of person, you know, the character traits, the core skills, that could be interested in this sort of career, you know, because yep. there's lots of careers within the horse industry. and Absolutely, yeah. You know, people are generally passionate about the horses, but There's different personalities and different types of people that go into different areas within the horse industry. What type of person goes into equine facilitated learning to come more as a mentor, as a coach or a facilitator to those? Well, I think that uh, some of the key things are that it's a different way of looking at horses and it's a very different way of working with horses than, say, if you're teaching riding or you're a rider yourself, Mm -hmm. uh, you're really looking to the horse. You're almost inviting the horse into the conversation with the people rather than, say, if you go somewhere to ride, you go, you get your horse, you tack your your horse up and you have kind of a a goal in mind for that lesson. So in a way, um, even though obviously there is a definite partnership between horse and rider, absolutely there has to be, um, it is more that the rider does have to control the horse That element control is on a different level because we're not controlling the horse. The horse is actually part of our team as an equal member. Mm -hmm. So, in fact, maybe not even an equal member, we refer to them as our our teachers of um, life skills. So that's the way we refer to our horses. So you've got to be open-minded to look at the horses in a different way. So that's one thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, another thing is just the desire to... Um, I'd say inspire and help other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to marry those two things up, so your your passion for horses and how you can see horses um, helping people and that you want to help people yourself, that's just the perfect uh, type of person to be for okay. this career. Okay, good, good. And then for those people, what do you think is the best thing about having a career in equine facilitated learning? Well, for me, there's a lot of things. Firstly and foremostly is it's just such a fulfilling career. Mm-hmm. Um, not a day goes by when we don't do a program where something happens where I've gone, my gosh, you know, we, we really, you know, had an impact on that person's life and that's amazing. And it just makes you appreciate your horses so much more every time you work with them as well. Yeah, And uh, that's the other thing, just working with the horses every day. It's just so fulfilling uh, and they teach you so much about yourself. I often say to people that, you know, they say, wow, you know, you're, you're working with, um, you know, say youth at risk or you're working with women's groups or you're doing a um, team development day or whatever. That must be amazing. I'm saying, yes, but I learn just as much about myself each time, I think, that uh, that my participants do as well. So in that way, it is extreme. Yep. And another thing that we've found too is um, as a horsey family, 
we've got a couple of our um, my basically my um, EAL team I call them my equine assisted learning team of horses. It's basically made up of our retired uh, horses that we uh, used to compete, um, <laughs> and, do, and the kids that go to pony club and things like that. So it's lovely that they can remain with us and still have a have a beautiful purpose. Um, in life, and really, they've been my inspiration to set this up as well. Mm, uh, you know, mm. particularly one of my horses, who I feel like she's been there for me through ups and downs of my life. And so, it's wonderful that she and the, the rest of the team can do this for other people. So, it is good, isn't it? You know, when you've got competition horses that that may be getting a little bit older and and not as strong and and don't have the movement and the fitness and everything to compete, at least they can be doing something that they're happy with. You know, they're happy with the slower pace and, you know, I'm sure people are happy as well. Exactly right. And it does take a a special kind of horse as well. So the horses need to um, enjoy the work. Yes. Um, so yes, you're right. In one way, it's not physically taxing on the horses. It, it's not. They we don't do any riding, so it really is working with um, your horse as a team member from mm-hmm. the ground, yep. so that you can actually kind of read his body language and what he's telling you or she's telling you. Um, so there is that. So it's not as taxing physically, you can imagine. Yeah. But um, they take on a lot emotionally, so you have to be mindful that you can't be running several programs a day, all day, every day. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. too taxing on yourself yep. and on your horses because you you take on so much of what your participants bring um, into your arena or wherever you're working with your horses. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear, because we all love good news stories, and I know that this type of work has an impact on lots of people. You talked about youth at risk and women's work, but do you have a case study or, or something that you can tell us about that you might want to talk about? Ah, yes. Look, just recently we did an eight-week program with some uh, youth from one of the PCYC um, organisations, so Police Youth Community Club, and um, it it was um, a first time they'd done one of these external type um, uh, programs with the youth, and they were um, quite hard to crack, I'll say, because you know, it was quite different for them to to come out and and work with the horses. Mm-hmm. But um, at the conclusion of the eight weeks, and we had some people who dropped out. I'll admit that, and you know, didn't think it was cool enough and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> these are teens, by the way, but these are teens that have kind of crossed the the boundaries a little bit in terms of they are in the eye of the police. They may have a they may have a record or, you know, they're, they're not going to school, all those sort of things. Yep. So they, they joined the program and um, at the end of the program, I was very, very proud to look back over the – we keep a record of um, what the people experience. So they're actually able to, you know, at the end of each program, just write down how they felt about, you know, what they got out of it, anything from their heart really, how they felt yes. about the day, what they got out of it, what they learned from it. And that's theirs to keep. But what we do is we keep it until the end of the program, the entire program, yep. and hand it back to them with a certificate of completion. And we've done a little um, a slideshow of some photos with them with the horses. And I was able to say to them, look at the horses with you guys when I showed the, the photos. Uh, and I said, and now I'll show you some photos of these same horses with other people. And these people are like leaders of businesses or they are 
university students or something like that. And I said, now, look at them. My horses are telling me that there's a lot of good in you, you know, so I want you to have that as a real takeaway. Mm, but, mm, you know, these mm. the kids that are in trouble a lot, people don't believe in them, so they just it, it, the situation perpetuates. And that was a really lovely moment that I was able to say to them and that they got out of it that, um, you know, the horses see the good in them, so I hope that they take that away because the horses aren't judging them at all. They're just reacting and responding to who the person, you know, the authentic person is. Yes, so, Yes. That was really lovely. That's good, isn't it? Is that the type of thing that makes you most proud? Uh, yeah, I, I have to admit it is. <laughs> so uh, we do uh, a lot of uh, work with youth at risk. We have a group that comes uh, once a week during the school terms um, here in New South Wales. And uh, we do a lot of work with them. And just some of the stories that come out of it and what they get from the horses really do make us proud. And that's something we actually do once a week with this particular um, not-for-profit. We actually do uh, pro bono, so we donate our time and our horses and everything because uh, that's how much we love to do this work and how fulfilling it is for us. And as I said, we get just as much out of it as the the um, teens that are coming. Yeah. So it's just yeah. great. It's good, good. So tell us the difference between equine-assisted or equine-facilitated learning and the type of equine facilitated learning where we need to have an additional person like in therapy or a psychologist. Tell us yep. the two different avenues there or, or what's what the requirements are. Yeah. So I'd say that the main difference is that we are not therapy. We, mm-hmm. we Our programs are based on uh, just developing life skills for people. Okay. So, yep. you know, clear communication, trust, um, you know, listening, uh, looking at body language, all that sort of thing. And through that and working with a with an animal that weighs half a ton, people grow in 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 self-esteem and self-confidence when they're, you know, um, getting through the programs, using all these different skills that they learn and they build on it. So uh, I'd say that the big difference is that, you know, we're not therapists and our strength it lies in the fact that we actually don't know the full background of the people who are coming uh, uh, to yes. uh, our program. So the thing is, obviously, if you're a therapist or a you know a, you know, a counselor, a therapist, it's it is your job to know that because you you need a strategy to help the person deal with what they're dealing with. So with us, we have um, psychologists and counselors referring people to us, but we don't know. We might know in general say I just said with the police group, we knew in general the kids were in a bit of trouble. That's all I knew about them, right? Yep, yep. Didn't know if one was addicted to something, if one, you know, no idea. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think there's a strength in that because that gives me as a facilitator that very, um, uh, I, you know, I don't have that. We, we all have sort of unconscious biases yes. and uh, they can be positive or negative, but without knowing a background of a person, that removes that as well. So I think that that gives strength in our um, facilitation, that we are just facilitating what we see on the day and how our horses are responding to our participants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just takes Good. that away. Good. Yeah. Okay. Because now I'd like to talk about the challenge, I think, of talking to people about what you do and introducing yourself yep. to businesses, like introducing yourself to PCYC or different yep. programs. 
if you go in and say, well, we've got this program where we've got horses, but you don't actually ride the horses and it's all about life skills and and we really deal with Ruth, you know, like what challenges is there that people don't understand or what other challenges would there be? There absolutely are challenges that people don't understand. So there's a few ways around that. The way we describe it is, you know, as I said to you before uh, when we were chatting previously, you know, our competition is actually not other horsey um, or equestrian or equine businesses. Mm-hmm. Our um, our competition out there is actually other, you know, life skills programs, personal development programs, um, team development and leadership training programs. They're our main competition. So you have to go in with a different way of pitching it because our competition are other you know, self-development, life skills development programs, um, team development um, at or team building and uh, leadership programs. Mm-hmm. So they're our competition. So if we go in, you're exactly right, if we go in and say we have this great program with horses, you know, you might get the HR person who goes, oh, I love horses, I'll listen to you. Or you might get someone who just totally switches off. So yep. it's, not the, it's not how you go in. You go in saying the benefits to the company. So as you would with pitching anything that you're going to sell, you do your research about your who you're um, talking to and you say, right, well, okay, you know, let's see, this is a, a company which is quite, uh, you know, they have various uh, isolated sales components or something. So, you know, let's talk about maybe uh, a, a team building activity that will bring all those people together, you know, yep. and look at it that way and then talk about, you know, once you've sort of hooked them in with how we have programs where we have um, we always achieve our objectives, that's how our programs are, are designed. Yes. Um, there's irrefutable results. You know, it's more than just something like, you know, a paintball thing where everyone has fun and don't get me wrong, there's a huge place for that, for people to just go out and socialise. But with our programs, they actually learn something valuable that they can take back to the workplace. Mm-hmm. So once we've hooked them in with that interest, then we tell them about our unique part of our program and that is actually that our teachers are horses yes so you know if you've got their interest that way then it's like oh okay and then of course we do have case studies and uh testimonials from clients to to um show that it actually does work yeah we yep. also like to sometimes invite people along for a little taster because it is based on experiential learning and the best way for experiential learning is to experience it of course yes so, Sometimes that's the way in to say, well, come along and have a, have a try. Yep. And then that's the best selling point of all. Okay, good, good. Now, when people come in, do they come in with preconceived ideas about what it's going to be and then it's not or what happens there? Um, so are you talking about the participants? Both, yes, the participants and, and the people that are organising the program. You know, so the participants might come in and say, oh, beauty horses, we're going to ride, and then they don't, yeah. or yeah. the people who are, who have organised the program and, and liaised with you, they might say, oh, this is brilliant because one session is going to change all of our people completely in, you know. And, yes, and, of does, course, we yeah. all know that one session of anything doesn't sure. change people completely. It's, it's a they taster, isn't it? You know, that one session people- is the taster, yep. It's, yes, it's a taster, and then, but you know, your corporate people don't tend to send the same team 
back and back and back. Uh So what you want to do then is have so much of an impact in that one session that they will send different teams back to you. So it's quite something outside of the box, say, for a corporate team to come in to a an equestrian property and you know it, it's quite out it's really because we we say outside the, the boardroom or outside the office it's thinking outside the square it's really they arrive and oh gosh you know we're we're, we're outdoors there are there are horses there are you know brightly colored props around you know all this sort of thing oh and a lot of people are quite intimidated by the horses because horses are very large when you're not used to them mm. um so there's all those sort of almost confronting aspects of it when people rock up. And uh, you're right, uh, they, they people do have different expectations. A lot of people see horses and even though ours are in uh, the arena waiting for our clients and have not a skerrick of tack on them, oh, they have a halter, but other than that, people are like, so when are we riding? <laughs> like, yes. Oh, okay. Well, there's, you know. So you're right, people do have that expectation, even if they've been told that there's no riding, yep. which they have been. Yep. And as for the people organising it, um, usually I think that their expectations are met and they're not – I'd like to think I don't over or undersell the programs mm-hmm. to people um, so that I'm hoping that their expectations are met. Um, we provide uh, – will the people themselves give feedback – um, and their own, as I say, their own experience on what they learned. So the organisers can see firsthand that it has had an impact on the people okay. who have come and participated. Good, good. Okay. Jane, there's so much to take in. It is a big area, and it's a big area, I it think, is. that's a growing area. You know, have you found that, yes. that, that people have got more awareness now? Like we talked about, you know, people who didn't know, but, but just in general, people have more awareness of the benefits? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But you were very right to raise that point before about um, the difference with therapy because I will receive phone calls where people will say, um, I'm inquiring about your equine therapy program. Yep. And I'm like, yep. oh, I can't yep. clunk myself on the head and go, no. But as soon as I explain what it's all about, um, they're very, they're actually quite, uh, we are actually what they were looking for. They just thought the term was equine therapy. Okay. So okay. They, they weren't expecting me to be a therapist or to have a therapist here as well. Mm. Uh, they just thought that was the term for it. Okay. Um, and if they were, then then I'm not the right person for them. So and, okay. and that's yes. fine. Yeah. Yes. And there are plenty of fantastic practitioners out there who do um, actually equine therapy. So uh, And we're... There's quite a lovely community of people of across all the different modalities of equine assisted learning and the therapy and all the different uh, things. And we, we, you know, uh, within an area, we can refer to each other. So that's nice too. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now. Have a look. Horsechats.com. Now, Jane, have you got a book that you could recommend, something along the lines of the equine-assisted learning, preferably? Well, yes. Uh, There's actually a book. It's very recently been published by a man called Franklin Levinson. Now, he's not an equine-assisted learning or therapist person, but his pearls of wisdom are just amazing. Uh, The the book is called Trust, um, Trust in Horses, not trust and, but the letter N, trust and horses. And 
it's just fantastic lessons about working with horses and also what we can gain from horses. So while it's not directed at uh, equine-assisted learning uh, specifically, I've taken a lot from it and I absolutely love the lessons in it. Okay, that's brilliant. What are you looking forward to now? What are you know? You're obviously expanding your program and getting more people in. Is there anything else that's, you're going along? You've stopped competing now. Or you're still competing. What what's happens? Oh, there? I'm still trying to juggle everything. <laughs> still <laughs> working know, it all out. Okay. Yes, that's right. Anything different? Any major things that are different in the next twelve months or two years? Yeah, in the next twelve months, yes, we're going to be. Um, launching more of our Authentic You Women's workshops. Okay. So as we were saying, we, these, uh, these, uh, the, the life skills programs are just perfectly suited to, well, our main, uh, our main um, you know, um, markets would be the, the youth market and then the, you know, the corporate team building leadership type market, but also the women's market. Yep. And we have this beautiful new program that's really just tailored for women. And, uh, you know, being a woman myself yes, <laughs> uh, uh, in my 50s with a family and and everything, I just it just appeals to me so much to be working with other women mm-hmm. um, to just find our true authentic selves. So I'm very excited about these programs that we'll be launching. Good, good. All right. Now we're going to talk about contacting you because I'm sure that there are going to be people who would like to contact you. It would be horsechats.com slash Jane Hemingway more or even if yep. you just go to horsechats.com and search for Jane, I think you'll find her. Great, thank you. Yeah. But before we do that, and I'll get a direct contact number and details as well, if you were going to summarise your philosophy with equine facilitated learning, what would you say just in a couple of sentences? That's a really good question. Uh, I think it would be... The main thing is to be, the whole thing that I've learned about myself with doing equine assisted learning is just being authentic. Mm-hmm. If you're your authentic self, uh, you get a lot, you just, that radiates itself to the world as well and people are drawn to that, okay. but animals are too. So I think the horses have taught me to be more authentic and uh, that would be the main thing that I've got out of it and, and to think that I'm making a career out of being authentic is just really a wonderful thing and I have my horses to thank for that. Yep, yep. All right, what about your contact details, Jane? So it's www.leadingedgelifeskills, but all as one word, .com.au. Perfect. And you'll have your phone number and um, email from there. Yeah, yeah. Contact us through there. Yeah. All right. Look, Jane, thanks very much for coming today. Um, love to talk to you again sometime soon. I'm yeah, sure you've got. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, that's okay. Look, I love getting people on the show because it's great learning for me too. You know, I just want to keep expanding and keep learning and, and keep growing within this whole yep. horse industry. I think there's so much oh, to learn you, about horses. Yeah. yeah, it's about horses and about the industry. So thanks very much for coming and we uh, hope to catch up with you again sometime soon. Thank you. It was great. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352.
Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.